Hello everyone and welcome to the Mike Armstrong podcast show. Uh, this afternoon I'm joined by a good friend of mine from the Outstanding Network and uh, a fellow podcaster, Mighty Pete. How are you doing this uh, this afternoon, uh, Pete? Doing brilliant, thanks Mike. Thanks very much for having me on. No problem, no problem. And uh, like I just said, we met at the Outstanding Network, uh, Network in the uh, be- uh, beginning of the lockdown period. And uh, and obviously, I've appeared on your podcast as well since then. I think actually your podcast was the first one I've uh, appeared on, which is the um, the Fire in the Belly podcast. And in, in addition to doing uh, the Fire in the Belly podcast, I also know you're involved in, in property, etc. But um, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, Pete, and, and what you do for business, etc. Yeah, so um, my name is Mighty Pete, so Pete Lonton, and... Uh, I am a property investor. I also uh, am a coach, I'm a mentor, and uh, I am a podcaster through the, the Fire in the Valley podcast. So my background is I'm a father of four girls, uh, three girls. God, I'm giving myself more, more children than I have. And um, yeah, no, just it's, it's really great. I've been on a bit of a journey and uh, the last sort of I had 37 and a half years of being uh, pretty ordinary and really the last three years I decided to become extraordinary and that's really where I wanted to you know every day now that I push myself further and faster and um, yeah so really finding finding what I'm capable of really you know and what's the new sort of normal for me so yeah that's a wee bit about me. Okay good and um, and obviously uh, you've got into uh, property or you've been into property for a while what, what was it that eventually sort of got you in uh, going in that direction well uh, this year i'm in property 20 years so um i'll save everyone the math i'm, I'm 40 years old this is well, last year passed so um yeah 20, 20 years in property so which is which is quite a long time overall and it's really something at the very start that it's just something that made total sense to me and um it was a great asset it meant i could be working while i i also up until two years ago, I, I had a sort of a, a full-time job elsewhere. So the property investments, they looked after themselves and I looked after myself in terms of monthly cash flow and things like that, you know. But um, as life's moved on, you know, it's it's enabled, you know, we've, we've scaled that up and um, it's just a great asset that can be growing, you know, and can be, you know, earning money while you sleep. So um, it's, a, it's a bit of a passive asset for me, but it's also a pension fund and uh, it's something that's there. So, yeah. You know, property is uh, something I have a lot of time for, really. Yeah, good. I, I have a, an interest in property myself, uh, having, uh, you know, uh, come across Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Robert uh, Kiyosaki and also uh, Kevin Green, who I know used to be a, uh, a coach in the property sector. So I've been on quite a lot of uh, property seminars, etc. And uh, I'm looking to get into property development. But um, for now, I just do a bit of property maintenance with a, with a mate of mine. we got a joint sort of venture where I get in the work and he does the work sort of thing. And uh, that's working out all right for us at the moment. Uh, that's another little string to our bow. So I didn't know if you knew that or not, but I thought I'd mention that. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's all, listen, there's, there's about 50 different ways to get into property, you know, from you don't necessarily have to own the asset, you know, but it's all about control. You know, having an asset, first of all, controlling an asset is another thing, you know, you can, you can, earn money off something you don't own so um you know that's the control side of it so yeah there's, there's loads of different ways and yeah it's great it's great to hear you know i think it's something that'll serve you well 
Yes, uh, and, and I might go into an angle I thought. is I worry is I, I had a bad credit uh, after the global credit crunch, really, and I still haven't got over that, which is what stopped me getting into the development side. But I may go into the uh, property sourcing side, which I know is a good way for people to get into property if they can't, you know, get into buying the asset outright. But, you know, they can just generate leads for people who, who are looking for properties. Yep, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Sourcing is, is a great... It's a great way of learning the market. It's a great way of, you know, finding deals for other people that maybe don't know as much or haven't got time or, you know, uh, want someone else to help them out. So, yeah, no, sourcing is a great way of doing it. Yeah, and I guess um, I guess having that um, uh, property uh, portfolio has, has, has helped you with your next venture, which or your latest venture, I should say, uh, being the podcasting, because that probably mm. gives you the time to be able to do whatever podcasting you want to do without having the pressures of always having to monetize all of the the work you're doing with that. Abs- right. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's um, ironically the podcast sort of came about because I was uh, I wanted to to almost be kept busy away from the property because my strategy with property it's a very plain and very. Uh, vanilla and ordinary strategy um it's very simple but i certainly wouldn't mistake it for something you know a simple strategy being an ineffective one because it's been very effective for me so um i almost needed something to keep me busy to keep me occupied because otherwise my mind doesn't stop and uh, the best thing with properties yeah it, 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 it sort of was a bit of a distraction it was a guilty pleasure and you know i'm lucky enough that i have like i say a bit of a cash flow i have you know a bit of a pot and the best thing with with property in general is you know is you know it's i'm on a buy and die strategy so listen once you bought the property you just let it run and run and run and the worst thing you can do is get involved the worst thing you can do is start to interfere with the strategy and try and do different things so um it's the one great thing where you step away so the uh, the podcast has been certainly a, a big turning point for me it's been completely different i was never into broadcasting or interviewing or anything like that so really probably roughly this time last year i I hadn't interviewed anyone and uh i didn't really know certainly the fire in the valley concept had already been born but um yeah the interview side was a bit different so no it's it's been great i really enjoyed it yeah and uh, i i guess uh, you know probably the, the the same as me on my podcast and chatting to people is a great way of of learning isn't it so you know some people like to learn by reading a book i'm not one of those some people like to um watch youtube videos etc which i i don't mind doing that as well but another good way of learning and getting good tidbits off people if you like is by chatting with them absolutely i mean that's you know for me it's always been i use the, the strategy of q a which is questions and actions you know it's not questions and answers because you know, you ask a question and, and all you're trying to do is interpret what somebody's view of life is. So, I mean, I could ask you a question about, you know, what your favorite car is and, and that has a story that has, you know, a purpose that has, you know, some people a car is a car, it's a thing with four wheels, other people it's a certain make and model, you know. So you, you learn a lot when you ask people questions and, you know, it's, you know, the, the old saying of, you know, listen in the ratio of uh, mouth and ears, you know, as you you've two ears one mouth use it in that proportion and uh i think listening is something that is it's a bit of a you know quality listening is something that's it's it's something that don't people don't practice that much these days and uh i know for me it's been fabulous and also you never make make assumptions it's very easy and as humans we do we try and 
you know, we, we might see someone, we make an assumption about them unintentionally, you know, and, and it's uh, it's there or we might distort it. So we think they've said something, but actually they've said something different. So, um, you know, and also we, we can delete certain facts. So, you know, just that uh, distortion, you know, um, deletion and that's something we really got to watch for. So listening is it's a quality and a skill that, uh, you know, something I'm desperately trying to learn and do. And uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been great fun. And, and you never know. Listen, you, you think some people might have had a very ordinary life. And I tell you, you sort of once you start digging in and you realize their values and their purpose and where they've come from and gone to, it's it's absolutely mind blowing, you know. So uh, and you, you gain a whole new respect for them. So for me, it's a very much a guilty pleasure. Yeah, well, that's very similar to the Outstanding Network, isn't it? Where everyone gets to present for 15 minutes uh, uh, every day, or, or used to be every day, now it's still three times a week. But uh, yeah, you really do get to you know, know where someone's coming from. And I, like the, the old saying says, and, and I'm a massive believer, in everyone's got at least one book in them. And most people's life stories are interesting enough to make a book. It's just some people don't value their life story or or what they've learned a lot of the time to actually put it into a book you know absolutely and it's you know our, our own self-worth you know our, our internal dialogue with ourselves our self-worth our values our views our beliefs you know our expectations unfortunately it's something there that's um it's really something a lot of people have to work on myself included and um you know it's something there that actually, yeah, I think there is a book in every one of us. And, you know, unfortunately, we have this belief of oh, who'd want to listen to me or what, you know, what's different or special about me. Yeah. But I know with me and my podcast, I've always said, listen, if if one person hears the interview and it helps them or change their life, then my job is done. You know, I'm not it doesn't have to be hundreds of thousands of people. So That's it's all right, about yeah. resonating. That's right. You know, ultimately, uh you know, if you're having a chat and the two people are getting something out of the chat, then that's great. That's that's enough. But if someone happens to listen to it and get something out of it as well, then you've been uh, even more beneficial than just helping the two people having a chat. But uh, I, I, I don't know how you find it because I know you do a lot of life stories. And then uh, you do uh, boardroom follow ups where you chat a bit more into detail about their business. I've started doing them. Um, sort of one-to-one chats really uh, a lot on my podcast just with my networkers obviously like yourself I'm a big networker as well and uh, and I find it's just uh, building on the relationship and networking isn't it you know you get to know a little bit more about each other and you know you have a, a bit more understanding about potentially where you can help each other etc as well absolutely listen we all have needs and wants and desires and fears and things like that and you know the more you talk about that and you know especially in nowadays you 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 know it's very important to keep a you know really to you know to be very clear in what you want because there's so many distractions and social media and other people's opinions and things like that so yeah listen the more you talk and you talk with the right type of people and you ask and answer the right type of questions then you certainly it's a it's a very very constructive use of time but you know it, it does come with a you know disclaimer and says listen it can also be you know in the wrong you know handled in the wrong way with the wrong people it can become a destructive use of time so it's something that you've got to be very clear on your agenda and your purpose and what you're doing so yeah it's, okay it's, 
That makes sense. Yeah, and um, and obviously, uh, you know, you do the fire in the belly uh, podcast, and I know one of the uh, the questions you like to ask uh, people is, uh, you know, what does fire in the belly mean to them, or you know, or what is their their passion as well? You know, lots of questions around that. So I might as well flip uh, flip that onto you, uh, Pete, and uh, and ask you, what does the fire in the belly mean to you? Listen, it's, it's sometimes it changes a bit for me, um, you know, and, and that's the amazing thing when you hear so many amazing stories, you, you alter. But one thing that's always resonated with me very strongly is is the concept of flow. And flow is a very, uh, it's something that's actually meant to me. And I, I don't know why it resonates so strongly with me, but whenever you get to a stage and it could be a podcast it could be a conversation it could be that you're giving a talk or you're talking about a a hobby or an idea whatever and you find yourself at that position where you're actually in flow where it's just you know you you totally are in alignment you believe everything you're saying you know it's what you're doing you're adding value and you're able to communicate that in a very effective way well, to me, that's almost like a moment of fire in the belly. That's something where you're so passionate and you're able to communicate that. And people just look at you and go, you know, I believe every word of what you're saying because, you know, that is, you can see that as part of you. So that's a moment of fire in the belly. You know, it's not fire in the belly is, is like an ongoing goal or dream or vision that you maybe don't know how you're going to get to it. You know, you don't know necessarily what's going to happen, but, you know, there's no... It's not a case of going well if i don't if it doesn't work out i'll you know i'll try something else or i'll just give up or i'll do you know i won't bother you know firing the bell is when you you know it's like a dog with a bone it's just you can't get it out of your mind you're googling at two o'clock in the morning like you're, it is an obsession it's very close and hopefully in a healthy obsession but it is just something there that just you keep coming back to and you can't let it go and you know you're boring the life out of family and friends and all the rest you know but yeah. it's just something there that you live and breathe now, the beauty of that being in, you know, when you're in a flow state or you're in alignment with yourself is actually it's it's the point of the least resistance also. Yeah. So it also means then that, you know, when people should say, oh, I had a hard day at work. Well, for me, when I talk about fire in the belly, I mean, I could talk about it till I'm blue in the face and I don't, it, you know, apart from being physically tired from long days, I don't feel mentally fatigued at all. You know, in fact, I'm more intrigued by it. So, I mean, to me, you know, that's why I say for me, my fire in the belly is fire in the belly. It's the whole project. It's the, you know, it's the program. It's the podcast. It's how I help people and help people find their passions. So I don't find that tiring, you know, and I find it so intriguing and exciting. It's a bit like a kid with a toy, you know, they just, you know, they just don't stop. And, and so yeah. for me, it's, you know, the summary and that is, you know, I think for me, my fire in the belly is fire in the belly. And also you know it's a flow state get yourself into alignment and the point of least resistance because that's when you're truest to yourself you know you can shake off years of judgment you can you know shake off what other people think you should be um you know other people's beliefs you know mistakes you've made in the past and you know we've all made them i've made more than my fair share and um you know different ideas but actually you know whenever you sit there and you say right you know this is it and you know i'm gonna sit to these values and that's the way i'm gonna live the rest of my life you suddenly get to a point of going i find my calling i find my purpose so yeah a long definitely answer. and um yeah i myself have been you know quite quite a lot in and out of flow state a lot in the last couple of years so you know i know you know i know 
what you mean, you know, and, and some people I don't think, you know, if you speak to them, they, they've never been into flow because they're, they're not chasing or doing the big thing in life they want to be doing. But um, I think I am, well, I think I, I know I am on the right path of doing what I'm chasing because, you know, you've got to be in the, on the right path in the, in the right area, I believe, to get into the flow state. Absolutely. You know, and it's, 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 and it's a word we all use very commonly is knowing, you know, and, and I, I say it a lot and I've actually had to stop, you know, consciously try and get myself to stop saying it because I would say, well, you know, you just, you know what I mean, don't you? You, you know, you know, yeah. and knowing is a very interesting concept when you think about it, you know, because knowing is, it's, you know, you sort of, what does that actually mean? You know, there you go. I'm saying it again, you know, so it's, but that's the ability to me. It's almost like when the, you know, the conscious mind gives way to the subconscious mind and says, you know, I believe that the subconscious mind knows or, or basically that's the value. So I almost don't have to explain it. So by me saying, you know, all the time, it's kind of almost me checking back with my own subconscious, my own values. And, you know, it's, it's, it's there, you know, knowing is an amazing thing that actually you don't, you know, people might be able to, you know, get a degree or pass a course or do something or even just turn up and, you know, record this podcast is, you know, 95% of what you've done is subconscious, everything from, you know, uh, you know, everything from checking your voice to, you know, your, your body has regulated your heartbeat and, you know, your sweat glands and your eyes and your ears and your senses are heightened and things are going on. And, you know, there's so many things. And yet the part that we've actually turned up and says, oh, I wonder what I'm going to say. I mean, the bit that you wonder what you're actually going to say is it's like 5% of everything that's gone on. You know, your, your body has measured the environment. It's done everything in behind on all the heavy lifting and thinking and, you know, like I say, regulating the body and how I feel and what's going on and am I tired? And, you know, is there any outside sources that are putting me at risk or fear? And, you know, you're measuring everything up there, but also then all your past experiences. And that's the amazing thing is like, not only do you have your own past experiences, but when you talk to somebody else and ask their questions, then very quickly you formulate a picture in your mind of their experiences, you know? So when, when we ask someone a question, we have to almost paint our own picture of it to be able to understand it. And that's why when, you, when you're asking a question, you know, you almost have to check back with them because you may have described a scene or something and I've, I've made a picture in my head and I have to check that the picture that I painted is the correct picture because otherwise I would have I will have distorted it to my views I will have you know deleted some details that I hadn't realized I will have missed out some key information you know and the best adage you know I say to people there it's a bit like you know of saying if, if I was say right think of a red car and by the way that that car is a toy red car um, but that has a, a gorilla sitting on the roof of it you know a, a sort of a, a furry toy gorilla well, very quickly there, and, and every one of the listeners has heard that. So as soon as I said red car, we've all thought of a red car. That could be a car you know, it could be a dream car, it could be whatever. Then, I've, then I've, I've actually just said it's a toy car. So suddenly, you know, in your mind, like in an Etsy sketch, your mind has just had to scrub that out and make it into a toy car. Yeah, now, that's a shrinking very quickly. Yeah, it's exactly. So you're shrinking it, you're changing the environment, you know, you're making it sort of more comical or toys. And, and then I've stuck a gorilla on the roof. Now, what I didn't say is how big or you know, small the car was, because you can get a, a toy car that people can sit in. My point being is, you know, unless you ask the questions, unless you clarify what they mean, very quickly we could form our own opinions and our judgments based on our own experiences. 
so you know that's the key thing of um knowing in itself being being an amazing thing and and you just sometimes have to ask ask yourself but also listen to yourself that's a very key thing so it's something believe me three years ago i would have been you know almost not listening to what i'm saying because you know my i was very fixed in my thinking and i had a very fixed mindset um but that has changed it's changed a lot and and you know i know now i'll be learning to the day i die and you know i enjoy it i i didn't used to enjoy learning now i now i find my style of learning my style of listening and learning and yeah, uh, it's amazing yeah it's good you know, I, I myself I've always loved learning I'm a lifelong learner because I, I've always been in a results driven business you know being in sales and marketing and that sort of thing and so the more you learn in that sector the more you will uh, get results the, the better the results you'll get etc so I spent my entire life learning um, and that's helped me and equipped me I think to be able to chat and talk quite easily and openly because I'm used to thinking on my feet and, and talking and, and I got thick skin so I'm not necessarily worried about you know things bad happening or this happening and that happening which I think people talk themselves out of doing stuff but obviously you come from a, a, a property background for 20 years and I know you you work pubs and that sort of stuff and security and that sort of stuff knowing a bit of your story um, but uh, so, so what what led you to sort of podcasting and, and, and just being able to do it if you like because to a lot of people they would find that challenging being able to communicate and talk and think on their feet and that sort of thing which for me somebody who's been in that profession all my life I find it quite easy but did you find it easy to get straight into it or have you found challenges and have you overcome them and, and that sort of thing really yeah I mean podcasting was it, it wasn't my primary uh, aim or concern that was I had a, a different reason I had a, a volume of information I had a, a surplus of ideas stories journeys etc that basically I didn't quite know what to do with so when the fire in the belly concept came about I started the interview process with people and the, the aim of it was to you know speak to enough people to find common threads to find common language patterns to find you know what what made a difference to one person that didn't necessarily make a difference to somebody else you know how somebody got out got out of a certain circumstance and very quickly I mean I sat down with people to have a, a quick conversation and two hours later three hours later you know they've we've had this amazing conversation and talk about you know what different things so it could be that you know necessarily you know what what is knowing what is clarity what is desire what is passion you know and you know and, and it's amazing when you actually get to, to sit down and do that so for me what happened was you know it's almost what do I do with all this information so I was recording them anyway because my intention was as I said you know learning how to learn so I learned through talking and doing you know so I am dyslexic I'm ADHD so you know ask me to read or write something and then I'm not in my strength and my area of strength I can do it and you know no problem but um, it's not something I'll ever do for leisure or pleasure however yeah. talking thinking doing all that well suddenly that that's a place where I am I get into my flow state so when you start getting into that area then you know i was sitting down having these conversations and simply it was a case of going what am i going to do with all this information and they're great stories and they're great people have told me about their journey and things like that and it just naturally meant that rather than taking a very small percentage of the, of the conversation 
and just using a tiny fraction of it. Well, with a podcast, I got the, the guilty pleasure of being able to use most, if not all, of the information. And again, it's something that might be a throwaway comment for me or somebody else actually might make the difference that, you know, somebody listening might go, well, actually, that's the answer or that's the permission or that's the the acknowledgement or that's the thing I've been looking for all this time. Yeah, the golden nugget. like you Yeah, know. absolutely. You know, and, and uh, what I found there is the number of times, you know, when I speak to people and about their journey saying, when's the last time that you sat down and had a conversation about you, your values, your journey, you've not been interrupted. You know, I haven't, you know, nobody's come in with a judgment, you know, because even our loved ones or, you know, family or friends or whatever, have a, have a judgment on us. Not necessarily a good one or a bad one, but they have a preconceived idea because they were either there or experienced it in some way. But when you get an outside influence, sometimes that's why we like we like to have conversations with strangers because they don't have a bias on us. Yeah. You know, we, we can say what we want to say. You know, we don't have somebody either judging us or going, yes, but you didn't do that or that didn't happen, you know, so a form of judgment. So so having this interview process where people can just speak freely, you know, their journey is their journey. Um, You know, it's not for me, you know, whether it's right or wrong or they did the right thing, bad thing, good thing. It's I don't know. And I'm I'm simply there more or less as a gatekeeper to try and make sure it's in a, a friendly format that people can listen to and follow. So that's the amazing thing that the stories and the, everything is within us. It's a case of just getting it out. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's good, yeah. And so, um, so obviously, uh, the property journey is still going on, and the podcasting is uh, is growing, and you're interviewing lots of uh, people. What's uh, what's next in line for uh, Mighty Pete, and uh, you know your plans and that sort of thing. Um, a number of things, really. I mean, my my biggest side is probably my my business mentoring and my personal mentoring. Um, I mean, I was over ten years in London working for different corporate corporations and large corporations, so that's something there. I mean, I have a very logical and engineering based mind. You know, I'm a building engineer by trade, so um, you know, really the the mentoring side and actually getting information out of people and helping them to see themselves that's something that's is a particular strong point of mine so there is a a whole coaching uh platform that's really being you know evolving as we speak and it's getting stronger by the day which is great i have um, i'm co-writing a book at the moment and there'll be other books coming out after that as well um again the, the property platform really that's just growing and continue to do so and, and most of all i suppose is, is learning and growing myself and learning things about myself and new opportunities and ideas every day so um between that and family and we're we're currently renovating our own family home as well so that's going to take a year so yeah. i've plenty on my books and, and three young kids as well so life's certainly interesting that's for sure yes okay good and um and obviously i know you've had some uh, some some good guests on your podcast as well are there any um that stand out um listen there's loads um you know probably some of the, the best known is the likes of mark victor hansen there you know from chicken soup for the soul he's one of the co-authors there i mean every every journey and you know i'm big enough to say there's times i've had interviews and i thought right you know beforehand i'm either you know usually i'm sort of quite busy so getting sitting down and, and getting into the interview and there's journeys uh, there's you know journeys and podcast stories i've heard and i've just been blown away i mean it's i find it either you know sometimes it could be quite emotional 
sometimes it can be quite destructive you know when some people go back in time through their journey you know it's not all sunshine and roses you know and, and so that's why it can be emotional now what i have to do as a host is to try and make sure that one that is presenting them in the best light now it could be a vulnerable light but it also that it actually they're coming across and it's telling their story genuinely and people have said already how cathartic it is so but yeah there's, there's certainly some great stories there that um you know i've i've really enjoyed i've taken a lot out of it for myself and i know other people have as well and we're getting a very strong listening and unusual in that you know your podcast and others would be quite you know a lot shorter than mine and only simply because i don't i don't time restrict mine you know and i know that that also sometimes could play against me yeah. you know because it's it's a long period of time for people to listen but you know, it's a bit like saying to someone, "Listen, can you tell me your life story?" But by the way, can, do you mind just keeping it short? Yeah, and you kind of go, "Hold on, that's a bit of a contradiction in terms." You know, it's like, well, either you want to listen or you don't, and your journey is your journey. So, you know, I would rather listen, but also something whenever it goes over a period of time that actually it becomes, you know, people get into what I again would call flow state that actually their 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 conscious mind, you know, almost can't keep up, and suddenly people are saying things like. God, I haven't thought about this in years, or God, I haven't I haven't told anyone that in a while, or you know, I didn't realize that, or that suddenly makes sense now. And that's why sometimes it's good to talk with friends because you know you, you almost just talk it all out and you you know you, you put all your thoughts out on the table. And when you can see all those thoughts and you can you know you almost hear yourself speaking, suddenly you're going, God, I hadn't actually realized how you know that sounds, or I hadn't realized that that's connected to that. So you know that's the whole point of the process that actually you know giving ourselves a chance to almost let you know our own brains process and a bit like there's a couple of books i'm reading at the moment and they talk about the hourglass that you know when you look at an hourglass there's a lot of sand to get through a very small opening yeah. you know and and you know especially with nowadays and there's so many distractions and things going on that actually we're trying to multitask and force several grains of sand through at the same time but in fact only one can pass it at, at the same time so the best thing you can almost do is to you know to, to realize that you have all these thoughts and ideas you have a capability so the best thing you can do is be prepared to you know make sure it's it's happening as efficiently as possible and do it in the right way rather than sort of saying well how can i make this our our glass of sand how can i make it pass in half an hour it's like well it's not designed to do that so you know just being very careful so yeah super interesting yeah and um what, what i was thinking of then when he was talking was uh, it was really it's a bit like when you uh, reread a book or re-watch a movie you, you you see different bits don't you or sometimes you need to have uh, understood it a little bit more before you get to understand other bits of it, you know, and it starts being like an onion. You, you peel back the layers and you get to, to to understand more, like especially films like you watched when you was a kid and you weren't an adult, so you didn't understand some of what was going on, and then you rewatch them and it's like a completely different film sometimes because of the understanding that you have at the, the time you watch it. And I suppose going back through your life, that you know, you, you, you're going back and, and taking stages of your life where you understand a lot more about yourself and the situation than what you did at the time. And so, you know, that could, you know, I, found, I found going on your podcast very cathartic. And I think, um, you know, that's probably a big part of it as well, is that you can actually go back and think about things you haven't even thought about for a long time but actually give them different meaning or different understanding because you're a different person now than you was then when you last thought about it or when you was actually living it at the time 
Absolutely, and I mean, we do sessions now with people who are, want to actually write their life story, yeah. and essentially, it's it's an extended version of the you know the fire in the belly talk. So you know, quite often it'll be about six two-hour sessions. You know, so it's like your interview, except doing it six times. Yeah. And as you say, on every pass that you you actually you know, something fresh comes out, or you connect another dot. You know, and I, I actually believe you could do, you could interview someone 60 times and you'd still be learning, you yes, know, and it's, yeah. it's the amazing thing about, you know, one of the, my guilty pleasures and reasons for podcasts as well is it's something there that unfortunately both my, my mother and father are passed and I don't have a good quality recording. Certainly I don't have anything of my mother. I've got some video, but not a lot, but even my father, I don't really have much. But there's no point do I have them telling their story or even them saying something, yeah. you know, and especially when someone's telling their own story, you get to see, you know, you can hear their. It might be they've got a really funny laugh or a chuckle or it could be a little saying that they have or their tone or their context or their, you know, their volume of the way they speak or the way they answer a question, things like that. And this, it's not just the words because you can, you know, you can get the words transcribed. But actually, when you know, if you can see them and you can hear them, suddenly you go, "God, actually, I, this is this person is completely different to who I thought, or you know what it was." So, you know, I do now. I do little videos to my kids, um, but that's on a private channel, so my kids won't get to see that, or you know, won't even want to watch it till they're much older. You know, hopefully, if I'm you know I'm around to see it and all the rest, but they'll be able to look back and that's you know that was me at the age of forty, and this is you know when the kids, my, my twins, are one and a half and. I'm a three and a half year old so that's that's the video of me to them at this time and you know they can see how it was they can see you know the the fun the joy everything that was going on so that's the beauty that you know having all this technology around us enables us to capture it as well I mean there's an there's an element of ego of course there is you know where we want to sort of capture our own thoughts and insights but also it is a cathartic process it is the process of listening to yourself you know, we're all very busy listening to the news. We're listening to opinions, you know, and, uh, you know, opinions, we all have one. doesn't mean they're right. And, you know, other people's judgments of you as well, that, you know, someone might be doing something saying, well, you know, they should do X, Y, and Z. We're all brilliant at giving ideas to other people, yeah. you know, but, but yet when we look at ourselves, everyone else is looking at us going, well, I wouldn't do it like that, you know, so we're all unintentionally and you mean well, but sometimes there is still an element of judging there. So, you know, it's coming back and saying, you know, even if someone's having a bad day or they're aggressive with you or funny with you, you've got to turn around and say, well, listen, that's it's not being funny, but it's, you know, it's not necessarily about me. You know, they might just be tired. They might be having a bad day. They might be struggling with their partner. They could be having the best day of their lives. You don't know. And unless you sit down and, you know, have long interviews with them, you almost won't understand, you know, so for someone it might be that writing a book is something and everything they've always wanted to do other people might write a book with their eyes shut and say yeah I've, I've written loads of books you know so it's all it's all different and then of course when you've had an experience then everything changes again the whole world shifts because your perceptions your ideas you know if you're you know when you reach a goal or a dream it can be dangerous if you don't have bigger goals and dreams because suddenly you almost you lose your value so you get your goal, your dream, and then you go, well, what do I do now? I almost lose my identity. Yeah. I don't know what to do with myself, you know? Mm. So so stacking your goals and 
to me, it's a bit like a pyramid, you know, with a pyramid, you got to start with a really wide base of loads of ideas, experiences, you know, sort of expertise, missions, journeys, etc. And as you, you know, as you get older or as you get more specific, that actually it, it you know, it, it comes in narrower and narrower and each time it gets stronger. And, and, you know, but because you're building on a wide base of experiences and a wide base of knowledge, then suddenly when you sort of get to the, you know, to the top of your pyramid, you, know, you get a very, very strong structure because you've had such a wide range of ideas, experiences, knowledge. Yeah. And I know for me, I mean, my, my goal is to sort of get to 500, you know, Fire in the Valley journey stories, you know, within the next two years. So it's it's a fairly aggressive target. Yeah. Um, but the point being in that, that you get to hear so many journeys, ideas, and, you know, not necessarily that I'll, you know take something from each one but certainly from the point of view that you'll start to see trends you'll start to see patterns you know and that makes it you know me more qualified to be able to write a book you know when someone says well what gives you know what gives you the right to write the book and saying well i, I have spoken to 500 all people and i've heard their intimate you know sort of details and inner thoughts yeah. so um it's a journey you know no different if listen if i wanted to get a degree i would go away and i would study for two three four years whatever it is and uh, what's the difference? So here, I'm not saying I'm the expert. I've, like I say, up to a year ago, I hadn't interviewed anyone. Whereas now I'm saying, okay, if I want to do a degree, I would sort of, I would take three years. I would study hard. I would, you know, do extra work. I would work, you know, late nights and early mornings. So what's the difference? I'm doing a podcast. I'm working late nights, early mornings. I'm, you know, working hard, doing all that. And, uh, you know, hopefully at the end of it, it actually makes me a better person. Yeah, and, and rather than taking a a snapshot or a moment in time which a, a degree can, can be sometimes or it can be focused on a certain you know niche or a certain subject matter you're getting you know a lot of people's life experience so you get a long period of time in a short period of time mm, <laughs> absolutely but you, you i mean the other thing is you've got to be careful as well because you got to make sure that you're not taking on people's stresses worries things like that you know and this is a very common thing that you got to protect yourself you know counselors mentors a lot of people have it that actually you start almost carrying their baggage yeah. so there there is a there's a happy medium there and you've got to sort of realize that as well that you know you can do so much and actually you've got to stand away and it's also it's not your life it's their life yeah. you know certain things you might say well i i wouldn't do that and that's it's okay to have that opinion or say that yeah. but then that's not that's for you to you know put that baggage down and, and to walk on it's not your baggage yeah it's, so, it's coming from a different place uh, ultimately than, than their place like you know yeah you know but i mean that's the thing you know because people say they talk about sales they talk about marketing and everything we do is sales and marketing and you know, every every movie you watch, it's, it's a form of sales or marketing. They're selling you a concept, an idea or a story. Yeah. You know, the news that could be, you know, they're marketing something to you. They're marketing their channel as it being a reliable source. You know, they're marketing somebody's opinion. So if they don't have necessarily the facts, then they have to give you the, you know, bit of the story. They're trying to give you a context. So, you know, th there could be a very simple, you know, if you were just to get straight to the fact of what happened, you know, and you know somebody got hurt there you go that's the fact yeah. everything else after that is it could be opinion it could be you know different people's thoughts ideas what's going on around them but you got to remember that actually you know only one bit of that is fact and everything else we have to filter yeah. and especially with what's going on at the moment i i think that's I mean, exactly I'd, what i was thinking of that you know, the media spin on stuff depending on which media outlet you see is depending on what, what is on what the facts are 
I, I think for me, and maybe it's just the point I'm at. I mean, I I can't. I, I listen. I don't watch really TV at all. Um, I read books, and more so, I listen to books, um, which has been the, the biggest change in my life. Learning how to learn—that's been a massive change for me. Um, but I listen. I don't listen to the radio, the news, very very little, if any. And whilst the brain is spectacular, I don't think the brain is actually capable of taking all the permutations. So you know, now that we can see a story that breaks in the far side of the world, we can be beamed it, we can be shown pictures, we can have different reports, views, ideas, you can, uh, you know, and the problem is the brain is able to wrap a story, you know, and, and everything around every picture we can, you know, we bring it and we, we make it into ours to so something we can understand. Um, but if you do that, I mean, you can watch the news for five minutes and your brain is just suddenly has painted all these pictures and ideas and context and, you know, how would I feel? And what does that mean to me? And God, I feel stressed watching this and all the rest. And then you go, what, what was I doing? What's going on in my life? Oh, here, I'll, ch I'll check Facebook. Okay, here's another 50, 100 opinions. Okay, that's that. What's going on in my life? You know, and, and suddenly you, you're totally, you know, you're, you're tired of all these opinions and everything that's been sold and marketed and all the rest until you go, what do you want? You know, what do you think? You know, and it's you, it's not somebody else's view or opinion or whatever it is or how someone says I should think or ideas. It's kind of going, it's the most simplest form. It's like, let's talk to, unfortunately, you're, I mean, there's a great book is The, uh, the Chimp Paradox there. Uh, Stephen Peters, I think it is, and um, you know that's a great thing. And the, the conscious mind, and he talks about it as being a chimp or the ego. Yeah. Um, now we all have an ego, and we all need an ego. But you know, it's a bit like I, I think of it as a chimp. I think it's a great analogy. And I love it. Um, but you know, sometimes your chimp is is there rattling the cage and getting in the way, and other times it can just be a very polite and sociable animal. You know, and you know. Unless we are listening, unless we are understanding what our values are and what we want to do, it's very easy to get, you know, we could react to somebody else's chimp. So somebody else is giving off or trying to sell us something or do something or have an opinion or whatever else, and you know, force their idea and their vision of the world onto us. You know, now, like I say, sometimes your chimp will react to that, sometimes it won't. So it's it's just amazing. I mean, I, I'm fascinated by the whole thing, to be honest. And again, how... You know, for me, when you're talking to someone about the fire and the battle in their journey, you know, one person, an event could happen to them and it destroys their life. And yet somebody else could have an event that may be perceived to be more serious or more challenging, but yet it actually makes them as a person. You know, suddenly it's it's everything they, they sort of didn't believe or didn't want to know or whatever. Suddenly everything clicks into the place that it's given them a why. Um, and it's a very strong why as well, you know, why they want to be successful, why they never want to go back to that place, why they'll never let anyone hurt them, why, you know, there's all these different things. So I find it fascinating how, you know, is it our environment or what's going on that some people in a circumstance will sink and some people will swim, you know, it's amazing. But also people have a, a they, they have a break point too. You almost have to wait till it gets to bad enough that actually they really want to change. Because unfortunately, if we all just changed and improved as we went along, life would be lovely. But unfortunately, you know, as humans, we almost have to wait till it gets bad enough that we actually value it enough. And then to the point we say, I've had enough. That's it, I'm making a change. You know, I'm going on that diet. I'm not speaking to that person again. I'm, 
you know, ending this relationship, I'm doing whatever. Well, that's a turning point, you know, and that's a tipping point, you know, that actually the circumstance or my values have been compromised enough that I say enough is enough and it's time to move on. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And that, that leads me on a little bit to something I'm doing. I'm doing a big challenge at the moment myself. Uh, it's called 75 Hard. Um, it's, uh, I've got to read 10 pages from a book every day, exercise twice, twice a day, diet, uh, uh, no alcohol, and uh, drink a gallon of water. And uh, I actually don't find the challenge that hard, mentally tough, because uh, I'm quite mentally tough anyway. But um, I do um, find it ch- challenging time-wise <laughs> because I've got a busy enough day as it is without squeezing all of that stuff in. Um, mm-hmm. Have you got any sort of challenges or anything you, you're sort of focused on doing at the moment? Um, no, generally my, my overall goals, you know, and I mean, some of these challenges are good and some you know, not so good. But you know, the, I suppose for me, I, I'm very conscious now that whether I'm doing you know a push goal or a pull goal you know push goal is when you more or less are saying well here's something you know i don't want to you know like i like going on a diet yeah. you know and that's that's a great thing and saying well right i'm not going to eat as much and you know i'm going to go on a diet but that's that's by pushing away from something is i'm going to stop i'm, I'm not going to eat as much yeah. when you develop a pull goal that's when you might say well okay i'm not even going to necessarily set a number but i'm i want to be you know, a, a healthy, you know, human being. I want to feel great. I want to look great in myself. Yeah. And that's a pull goal. So you're trying to go towards something as opposed to going, right, I'm going to stop eating those burgers, you know? And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit cautious now that actually where my goals are yeah. um, what I'm doing. Like I said, I have my big, big goals. And that's something, you know, I, I drive and strive to yeah. uh, and learning about myself. So, I don't know. The problem is, as well, I think when you hear so many different goals and ideas and, you know, different people's journeys, that actually it makes you slightly immune. So, um, yeah, but it's it's really important to go back and listen to yourself, listen to what you really want, you know, and we can all be exceptionally busy and all the rest. But, you know, the old thing is you can think of lots of different things at the same time, but you can only ever focus on one. And, you know, it's very easy to, especially these days, I mean, here we can have podcasts, we can have YouTube, we can have interviews, we can have, you know, your list of CV and your your job title can be, you know, 50 titles long. But yet you think of some people that are very focused on what they do. They do it and they do it extremely well. And uh, that's enough. It's not to say they don't do the other things, but they only ever come across and they, they focus on one. So um the book i can't remember the author's name but on essentialism and here's a great diagram in that and and whereby you know you can either take you know so one point of force or direction you know and let's say it's 100 units in one direction at one thing or you can split that into 10 ideas you know but the problem is it's only a tenth of the energy a tenth of the focus and a tenth of everything else so what's going to make it all the impact something that you know one point where you focused all your energy on one thing or that one where you split all your energy 10 ways yeah. you know and it's uh, it's very interesting and listen i'm conscious myself i have like say my property background and i have you know the, the podcast and the program and stuff so you know i personally have to almost section it after more say right well today is you know it might be book day today is you know interview day today is property day whatever it is or family day so you know i can't multitask um not say i can't i'm, I'm just 
it's something at the moment I'm not efficient at. And again, I am sort of more cautious of information overload, let's say, you know. Um, so I have to almost consciously shut out information because, you know, my brain, it doesn't give me the thinking space because there's too much noise. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's good. So, um, so how do people uh, get in touch with you, uh, Pete? If they want to uh, either network with you, connect with you, maybe they want to go on your podcast if they're interested in listening to some Fire in the Belly podcasts that you've recorded, that sort of thing. How how do people get in touch with you? Yeah, so all the usual podcast channels. So it is simply Fire in the Belly. Um, we've also got fireinthebelly.net is the main website and I'm available on all social media channels as Mighty Pete, Fire in the Belly or Fire in the Belly on its own. So, yep. And we always welcome all sort of great journeys, lessons, ideas and, and people that have come along. So everyone's welcome and, and thank you for having me on today, Mike. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. And uh, before we go, um, you, you mentioned as well you're doing the coaching and mentoring. What, what area uh, of coaching mentoring uh, are you doing and how do people get in touch with you for that? Again, through the same social media channels. So uh, I'm slightly different probably as, a, you know, I would call myself a mentor and it's always interesting when you hear the different definitions. But uh, through a similar process to actually the Fire in the Belly interview is what I actually go back and do is look at people's core values, wants and needs. Um, because I, even I myself, you know, was guilty of having a career that actually my father, um, you know, and, and not in a bad way, but my father was more interested in my career than I was. Um, and it's amazing how people have, you know, they actually get to a, a turning point or a tipping point in their life. And I know that happened for me at 37 and a half, where I've said, well, I've done this, but actually, what do I want? You know, what what's going to make me jump out of bed again? And I think as you get a little bit older that you start realizing that the the cost and weight of all the baggage and ideas and other people's expectations hang on you. So until you let go of that and, you know, one of the questions I would ask people in my interviews is simply the question of do you like yourself and do you love yourself? Um, you know, and that's not meant to sound egotistical or anything else. It's quite simply going, do you give yourself time? You know, it's like you're the only you that you have. Um, and it's amazing. And, and scary and sad that actually the number of people that sort of say well actually no I don't like myself I don't like my own voice I don't like who I am or what I am and that's and that's they, something they neglect themselves as well like like you wouldn't neglect a dog or a, or a child but they neglect themselves sometimes don't look after themselves it's listen I mean statistically it's you know when you give a you know either a human being you know you yourself a course of antibiotics or your dog there's actually a better chance that you will make sure the dog gets its last dose of antibiotic than you you will yourself you know we we care for others more we care for our pets more than ourselves and yet we are a most valuable resource you know and it's i do find that fascinating the fact that we will sabotage ourselves for other people we will do everything for other you know for other people and yet you sort of turn the turn the looking glass on ourselves and you know suddenly you know people either can't you know don't want to look at what they can see or they can't face themselves or what it is but as well that's quite often it's just they're not listening to themselves or they're, they're afraid of you know sort of facing a few home truths so as a as a mentor there for me it's actually going back and you know finding out what they really want and i'm you know i mean we do call it the fire in the belly process and you know it's something there where suddenly they go and you know i'd love to do this but for x y and z reasons i couldn't 
so anything after the word but I've, I'm just discounting because it's an excuse it's a you know it's some sort of limitation or belief or paradigm so then you say well why not you know as long as it's viable and you know how can we turn it into a business so it could be podcasting it could be writing a book it could be mentoring it could be you know 50 things I mean anything from you know you could be the you just could be that you love knitting and you're saying well why not be the world's best tea cozy knitterer you know and you kind of go well you could you could travel the world you could do funky designs you could set up a website you know and this is just from knitting tea cozies you know why not you know i know it's a bit of a bizarre example but you know or even you can say right well okay i'm going to set myself a goal over the next 10 years on the 10,000 hour principle say so if i knit for the next 10,000 hours you know, and I might do that, I do three hours of practice a day. Well, in the next 10 years, I'm going to be one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world at this specific thing. Yeah. You know, so why not? And it's it's crazy whenever you, again, you focus that idea not on 10 things, but on one. And then you point, you know, you push down on it. The impact you have is very significant. So to the point that you're actually in flow, that you're actually, you know, it's something you, you know, it's, it, it aligns to who you want to, you know what you want to be it's frictionless so you know because you sort of say well i can live it and breathe it. i love it and i want to keep doing it and i'll do it forever and i can i can never imagine myself stopping well that to me you found your fire in your belly now if you if you make that into a career you make that into how you make your your living that actually you're saying god i would i would love it if i could make a living from this well there you go yeah. you know we find a way of saying well let's see if we can do that we can get something you love that you want to do every day and actually you can get very well paid for it, you know, and you can become, you know, a very significant person in that field. You know, they all go hand in hand. And that's just from understanding your own values, wants and needs. Okay, that sounds like a fascinating mentorship, really. So, uh, yeah, hopefully there'll be some of my listeners and somebody out there who uh, may benefit from that and get in touch with you. But, uh, yeah, so uh, thank you. Thanks very much for coming on to my podcast, Pete. No, thank you for having me. It's been great. I really enjoyed it. And uh, always always a pleasure talking to you, Mike. Yeah, great. And uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, seeing you again uh, on, a, on a networking event or a, a masterclass or something uh, that we, we bump into each other on uh, sometime again soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Mike. Really appreciate it. Okay. Have a, a good day and I'll uh, speak to you again uh, uh, in the future. Thank you. All right. Nice work, Pete. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.